This year, before we get into this, just kind of bringing some of you up to speed this year, our theme is, all right, it's about joy. That was good. I heard that. Is there something specific that we're supposed to do for joy? Fight for it. That's right. The fight for joy. So I want you to find somebody. I know some of you are farther away from others, but somebody right around you. And if you have to stand up, you can do that and say, I'm going to fight for joy. Can I pray for you to fight for joy? Are you ready? I know that those are two sentences. Okay. But if we're all awake this morning, I'm going to fight for joy. Can I pray for you to fight for joy? Are you ready? I'm going to give you like 60, 90 seconds. Set, go. Okay. So, how many have somebody else that you should be praying for then? All right. Great. That's how we do it. We fight with one another for joy. Uh, let's look at the scripture, Hebrews chapter 12. In verse 14, where we at last, where we were at last week, and then we're going to move into where we ended up at. Make every oh, this is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, we're not going to get into a, a lot of the things from last week. encourage you to look online, to listen online about that as it establishes that there is a problem. But even before I get into that, how many of you had chores growing up that you had to do in your household? Yeah, right? Uh, one of those things. You had responsibilities. Mine, one of mine, was taking care of the lawn, uh, lawn mowing. It wasn't huge, but it was big enough when you're a kid, right? So mine was lawn mowing. And, and with that lawn mowing came dealing with the weeds, including what's one of the prolific weeds in a yard? Dandelions, all right? There's lots of different kinds, but the kind you see, dandelions. My sisters, my little sisters, thought they were flowers, right? And would bring them to my mom who had hay fever. So they thought that was great, but it was not so great for my dad. Because my dad did definitely did not see those as flowers, but as weeds to get rid of. And that, therefore, was my responsibility, which I thought meant that I just need to make sure that I mowed down the dandelions before they got to seed, right? You know, again, my little sisters, what would they do with those? You know, oh, that's so much fun when you're a little kid, but not when you're trying to keep the weeds out of your yard. <clears throat> All right. And so here we have this. I want to, so to keep that from happening, you just got to mow it more often. You got to bag it even get the dandelions up and then i thought things were going good you know i would do that and to my amazement what happened to our yard was there more or less dandelions there still were more even though i got all of them they didn't turn to seed nothing happened what is going on 
This is not right. And that's when my father introduced me to this illustrious tool. Ah, I don't know how many of you have seen that tool before, but yes, you can, you can imagine to my chagrin, it was so much easier just to mow. And even if I had to bag it and empty the bag, than to have to dig up every single root that was there because that's how you got rid of the weeds. Now, in those days, they didn't have all the chemicals and things like that that they have today. So that was a while ago. Hey, you got to dig them up to get rid of them. Now, some people say to get rid of the weeds in our life, even the wounds and heal the wounds in our life, all you need is time. Time, have you ever heard time heals all wounds? That's baloney. Uh, that's a Greek word, by the way, if you hadn't heard that one before. Just throwing that out there. Uh, time does not heal all wounds. All time does is just give it time to spread under the surface in bitterness. The wounds and what happens, time creates it so that, as we looked last week, that poisonous plant can go all across under the ground before it comes back up. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, we just read, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness does not get better on its own. It only gets deeper. And, and like I said, we're, we're not going to get into, do you have bitterness? I think almost everybody recognizes there's some kind of root of bitterness somewhere. And, and uh, we're going to just start from that point. The longer the root is allowed to stay, the bigger it gets and the greater, the greater it spreads both below and above the surface to the point that you are no longer just a person who has bitterness, but you become a bitter person. Do you catch the difference between that? The longer we let this go, it's not just you've got bitterness. You become a bitter person. We've got to do something about that. And that's where we moved on to the scripture that we're going to look at this morning. See to it, and this is the one that we had, but the scripture we're looking at this morning is get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. We need to very clearly then, as we're talking about bitterness, is get rid of all bitterness. How do you do that? How do you get rid of the root of the problem into God's hands? And, and you see the bookends in this verse of how it is. It starts with get rid of all bitterness, and the answer is at the end, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. How do you get rid of bitterness? You forgive. But not just forgive. There needs to be a full forgiveness that takes place. At the end of last week's message, we said the first step, and I only gave one, but the first step in this process of getting rid of the bitter roots in our life is to get full forgiveness for yourself first. To get full forgiveness for any bitterness or unforgiveness in our life, to realize the severity of our own sin before God, even in that, and fully experience His forgiveness so that we can fully forgive others. 
coming in the, in the weeks ahead, the message will deal with how to get forgiveness from others, which we don't usually talk about. I mean, you do have somebody come and usually they tell you, you know what, we need to forgive one another. You need to forgive them. But we don't hear a lot about how you need to go get forgiveness and how do we go about doing that. We'll hit that in, in the future here. But we have got to give full forgiveness to get rid of all the bitter roots. And, and you'll understand it a little bit as, uh, better as we get going here. It's that full forgiveness, forgiving as Christ forgave us. Uh, I mean, obviously, we could just prevent the bitter roots from ever starting, from ever happening. Let that grace of God deal with that bad seed, that hurt that happens in your life, whatever it is that happens in your life. As soon as it happens, we could, as First uh, Peter 4, 8 says, let love cover, cover over a multitude of sins. Love covers over a multitude of sins. So that seed could... Something could happen and create a bad seed between you and someone else, but it never hits the ground. Because as Proverbs 19.11 says, it is to our glory to overlook an offense. You see, it's a lot easier to deal with roots if we never allow it to get and take root, take seed down in. The roots also sprout up in other problems, and in that we give full forgiveness. Uh, so often you hear Christians say, I, I have forgiven them. How many of you ever heard somebody say, well, no, I'm good. I have forgiven them. And if I had a dollar for every time I heard that when it wasn't true, I could have a house both in Dubois and in Oil City. I'm telling you, it, it, it would. If we really have dealt with it, why is it still a problem? We cannot say that we have fully forgiven someone if they're still part of a bitter root in the ground in any way. So what do we got to do? And as we think about this, the first thing we got to do in getting rid of all bitterness, giving full forgiveness, is this. We've got to pull out all the bitter roots. We've got to pull out all the bitter roots, all the connected roots, uh, too often we make it just too easy. We're thinking, you know, all I need to do is just forgive this person what they just did to me. I'll just forgive them. And then I'm good to go. But if there's already a bitter root in our life that's already started to grow someplace else, then it's not that simple. You know, that, that tool I showed you earlier to get the dandelions out, that's fine if it's just one thing isolated by itself, but so oftentimes things are not just isolated by themselves. And you can't just quickly pop the root of bitterness out of our lives. Like last week, showing the, the roots wrapped in the pipe. I mean, it gets to the point where you can't just use a little tool for that, can you? Just, I'm just going to pop that, that bitter root, that bad thing that just happened between me and them. I'm good. you know. No, it's going to take a little bit more than that. It's not a quick fix as the roots wrap themselves around other things, including other roots. It's not quick and easy to pull up some of the bitterness in our lives. And if we think, if we forgive, we will forgive them for, and here's the thing, we will forgive them for everything they did to us except, you ever heard that? I forgive them for, I, I have forgiven them, I know what just happened, all that, and I've forgiven them everything except... This one thing. And so we leave the root there. 
It's still connected to all. And so we think we've forgiven them for all those other things except this one thing. The problem is they're all connected. You didn't forgive them for anything. You think you forgave them for those things, but if you didn't forgive them for all things, you did not forgive. It didn't happen because it's all connected. It's all wrapped around each other. Have you ever noticed that you keep having problems in a certain area or in a similar way? That you keep getting offended or you keep getting hurt. Either from the same kind of people or just the same kind of issue. It just keeps happening. That there are certain things that really bother you. But like for other people, it doesn't seem to even be on their radar. You know, it's not... Why, why does it just... Didn't they even notice what that person just said to them or did? did they, you seem to be more sensitive than others about certain things. Which doesn't necessarily make sense because you're thinking, well, it just happened one time. I mean, they just did it there. Why am I so bothered by that? It's just one thing. That's because that one root is connected to others. There's a whole system of, of roots connected one to another. Whoops. Think about it. That's what's going on underground. The plants and the roots are wrapping around one another and going, and this is what happened in our life. This is a picture of what's going on. We think it's just simple. Oh, I'll just forgive them. Sometimes it's not just it's simple. I'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it seem easy for others to forgive some people, but to you it's huge? Is there something that just, you don't understand, like let's say in your family, in the family, in your immediate family, and, and something happens in your immediate family, and one of the people in your immediate family is like, that's fine, whatever, I'm, I'm fine, I'm over it, it's not, you know. This is huge. How could, you can't be over it. This is this. I, I I don't get that. It's huge. Well, here's the thing. It may actually that may actually be true. That to them it's not huge, and to you it's huge because of the picture right here. To them, it's just a single plant. To you, this is what's going on: a huge root system growing underneath the surface of past pains and hurts that have connections one to another because the root of this current problem, pain, gets wrapped around bitter roots of past problems that you never dug up. You just mowed down the surface on and you didn't actually move down into the depths and deal with the bitter root. Full forgiveness has to deal with all the bitterness, all the roots that are connected to this. We don't realize that plants, you see a picture here, that plants actually connect one to another. There's that connection that's there. So it is in many times of our, 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 our bitterness with one another. Um, let me see. All right, Tracy, I'm going to pick on you. All right, Tracy, stand up. I have a problem with Tracy. Tracy, Tracy is just, 
she's offended me. And no, she hasn't, by the way. I mean, she's pretty sweet. So Tracy's offended me. And and, and I just want to get this out of the way. And so I, I could just quickly go like this. And Tracy, come on, we're just going to get this out of the way and we'll, we'll be good. Right. Uh, except for one problem. That's this isn't really how it is. Polly, could you stand up? Because the reality is the thing that the thing that Tracy said to me was something similar that you said. And uh, in fact, Marsha did too. I mean, the two of you are together quite often. So Marsha, grab a hold of Polly's hand. Uh, and, and, and for all that, uh, grab, uh, grab a hold of uh, uh, somebody over there, grab a hold. And, and, and uh, Butch, grab a hold of Polly's arm because let's face it, you know, where she goes, you go. You're 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 in just as much trouble with with me as her so go ahead uh you might as well grab butch's hand you know you've done it too so okay and then uh uh uh, come on up come on you know uh we're gonna deal with this you know and and it's not so much i don't want you to think you were exactly like these people and things but it's just a similar kind of thing that kind of that that hurt and 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 I didn't even remember it until right this moment. But uh, all right, and the reality is I could just keep going until all of us are holding on to somebody's hands, right? And just keep going back, 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 back. Now I want to deal with this problem with Tracy. What do I? I it's it's a little bit harder because the reality is it's connected to all of these. Even though I might not see that and want to recognize it, in fact, I'm giving Tracy a hard time, a harder time than she really deserves for what she said or did to me. Because it's not really her, all her. It's all the rest of these people. Oh, wait a minute. Or could it be me? You guys can sit down. Could it be me? Could it be that I have allowed all these roots to grow up in my life and didn't deal with them? And they connect one to another. We got it. If we're going to get rid of all bitterness, as Ephesians 4 says, then we've got to get to all the roots. So fully forgive all across the board. Just recognizing how... uh, when we don't deal with this connectedness of other things in our life, that that we will not see the freedom that we're looking for and what we want in our lives. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes that part of the deeper connected root, I, I mentioned people, I had, you know, there's different people in your life, things like that, but sometimes it's not another person you have a problem with and a deeper, bitter root with. It's God. There's a sense, again, when you deal with that person you're dealing with, and you're angry at them, and you're upset with them, and and all the things that you feel, ultimately it is connected to your problem that you have with God. And that person will never find full forgiveness from you. You will never get that worked out because you haven't worked it out with you and God yet. Not that you even recognize that, but... They don't stand a chance until you deal with the deeper connected root, the bitterness towards God for not helping you when you wanted him to help you, the bitterness 
for God for, for letting this to happen? How could you let this happen? Why did this happen? Why is it me? Why, and why is it one thing after another? And this is a part of that. Why, God? What is going on? And, and, or whatever expectations that we had. Ultimately, where we were not fully surrendering and trusting God, we had these expectations and God didn't meet it and we're upset at God. The problem is when we're upset at God, we bury that root deep, 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 deep down in because as Christians, we're not supposed to feel that way. We're not supposed to think that way. Now, maybe some people do out there, but as Christians who regularly are a part of a body of Christ, we know that's the wrong thing to do. And so the root gets bigger and bigger way down under the surface. And instead of dealing with the problem that we have with God in that, instead we just transfer that to everybody else and don't understand why our other problems are so hard to pull up and get the root out of. That's because of our problem with God. Please understand, the perfect Heavenly Father does not need our forgiveness. Right? And I'm talking about this. I just want to make sure there's no confusions. It's not that our perfect Heavenly Father needs forgiveness for whatever. We're the ones that need forgiveness. There's another deeper connected root. Uh, ultimately, it's not about a person who wronged you, but it is about someone that you have neglected to forgive in all of this that's happened to you. You know who that is? You. Yourself. Why did I let that happen? Or, or even if I couldn't let it happen, it, it just continued to happen. Or I, I let them say that. I let them do that. I, I, I didn't do this. I didn't take care of that. Why didn't I respond the way I should have? Why didn't I do something? And we don't realize that in that we have not forgiven ourselves, let ourselves go from that, and there's a root that's formed. And, and we're angry at this person. I, and this happens all the time. We are so angry at this person. The reality is we are not so angry at this person who just said that thing to us or did that thing to us. We are really also so angry at ourselves, but we're not willing to forgive ourselves, so it's all on them. They have to, Brent, take the brunt of all of our anger when the reality is we're really angry at ourselves. That root is down there. It's connected like, like it's on the picture here. It's, it's connected until we fully forgive. And it doesn't make sense because God has forgiven you. I mean, I'm assuming that we've asked, if God has forgiven you, why is it we think we are greater or bigger or higher than God. God's forgiven you. You have to pull out all the bitter roots. I hope that, and I know that I'm trying by the illustrations and things to try to make it make sense, but it's one of those things about bitterness that we don't talk about. We talk about bitterness and it's like one root and you just got to deal with it. But sometimes things have gone on in your life that you've let go on for too long and you unfortunately they're all con they're connected and you need to get dig down and not just think you're just going to pull out one root you've got to get all the things 
to get the freedom, the healing, and life that God wants. We need, as well, to let go of all the bitter thinking. Uh, what's the worst movie that ever? Worst movie ever you think of, and don't tell me because I really don't want to know. Uh, and plus, I don't want anybody arguing with one another. Uh, but I want you to think about what's the worst movie ever that you have watched. All right, now, I want you to imagine. Everybody got that? Right? You got your worst movie ever you've watched. I want you to imagine being subjected to that movie 24-7 in a room where you can't get out of and it's playing over and over and over and over again. Does it sound like fun? And yet, that is exactly what we are doing with the worst thing that has happened to us so often. The things that happen to us, we end up your worst movie ever playing over and over in the room of your own mind. Just going constantly. It's not that we're doing instant replays, we're doing constant replays. Rehashing our mind. The words that they used. At least the way we remember them through their through our own filter. We remember what they said, or, or maybe it wasn't that they actually outright said it, but I could just tell from their body language that that's what they meant. And I just, you, the look on their face, oh, I know what they were telling, you know, they, you don't have to tell me. You just got that look on their face, it's really clear with the, you know, and 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 and, and, and I can remember it. You don't have to tell, I, I, I got a picture of that look on their face, and picture it, and we just rerun over and over and over, replaying over and over the, uh, not only that, but the part that was yours and where you and, you know, and, and maybe you want to edit that a little bit because isn't that what we do is we think, man, if I had another opportunity with this, I, I would tell them this. I, I, I wouldn't even let that go like that. I, and so we start editing this worst movie ever in our minds about how it's going to do what it's going to do. It. And, and, and we, we have some clips in slow motion. Had to really kind of accentuate what just happened to us, and then there's close-ups with editorial comments, and 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 I should have, and we're just burying the root deeper and deeper. We're getting it bigger and bigger as we focus on things, making it worse and worse in our own minds than it really was. All the while solidifying how wrong that person was, and how poor me is. And how right I was and how much pain I felt. It says clearly to get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger. That's the next part. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger. How do we get rid of all rage and anger if we keep playing this movie that's full of rage and anger? Over and over, watching it, watching it, watching it. We keep our minds with the, and the audio at a bat, reinforcing the hurts, reinforcing the negativity, digging the root deeper and deeper, making it bigger and bigger, feeding the monster, the bitter monster. We just keep feeding it. And, it. and it makes that person to be a monster. The longer we're replaying this worst movie ever that happened to us, the longer we replay it, that person just gets to be worse and worse and, and, and to the point that there's nothing good about them. And there was really never anything good about our relationship. You see, you run into that with marriage counseling. People come in and it's like, yeah, we've been married for 20 years, but it was never good. I can't think of one thing. 
Even our wedding day was a disaster. I, there, there's nothing good about the, my spouse. I think God would differ on who he's created. And the problem is, especially when you're a pastor at some places for long enough to know people, I can say, I can remember when you said good things about your spouse. But the problem is, you have been replaying this worst movie over and over and over that it has just recorded over all the good things. You've gotten so much the bitterness, it has gotten so much in that it has just clouded everything and covered over everything. Nurturing the seed, nursing the grudge, keeping that bitter root alive with the rage and the anger that you felt. Oh, it still makes me mad when I think about what they said. It still makes me mad when I think about how they wronged me. That was like 10 years ago. Even if it was 10 days ago. Which still makes us mad when we think about it. That's the problem. If you're going to get rid of that bitter root, you've got to stop replaying those things. Keeping it alive, going over and how unfair it was, how painful it was, and all those kind of things. Stop the reruns. Erase the tape. Lose the DVD in the depths of the sea as Christ forgave you. We need to take every thought captive. As 2 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us in verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war and the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This whole point of letting go of bitter thinking is taking captive every thought to obedience to Christ because He does not want us thinking that way. He does not want us replaying those things over because they should have already been forgiven and therefore there should not be any DVD to be found to play. Full forgiveness does not keep bringing up what you have forgiven. If you bring it up, no matter for what reason, other than you're in court and you have to give testimony for it, or there's still some counseling you have to deal with, which means probably if you're there, there still is some unforgiveness. There is no reason if we have fully forgiven, it never comes up again. It doesn't come up again in heaven when God's forgiven you. Oh, wait a minute, it does. It does come up in heaven. There is one time, Revelation 12, the accuser of the brethren standing there, the devil himself bringing up our past sins. When we have fully forgiven, we don't replay that. We don't rehearse that. It doesn't go over. It's past. We do not mention it. We do not. And we choose not to think about it in any way. Part of the cure is not only thinking about this for yourself, And here's something that's important. Part of the cure is not just thinking about this for yourself, but not taking other people to the movies with you. Are you with me? Replaying that video for other people. Hey, 
you know, I want you to come over and see my vacation photos. Well, no, I'm not going to show you my vacation photos. I got something even more fun. I'm going to show you about how I was hurt. And, uh, and I just, it was a while ago, a long time ago, I want to show you, and there's this picture, and there's this picture, and what they said, and what they did, and can you believe what has happened, and all those kind of things, and we just want to keep, uh, bring somebody there with you. If you have fully forgiven them, it does not come up ever. So stop inviting others to exclusive replay screenings of your worst movie ever. Misery loves company. Even to the point where some get popcorn for their movies. So they can spread the poison of bitterness to others. Sometimes it's to people that, that know this person. Sometimes it's so that people will know how bad this person is. And what they've done. Stop. Don't go to their drama theater when they invite you. That's not helping. Some people think it is. Oh, you poor soul. Yes, you've been so wrong. Oh, yes, they're so. That's such a terrible person. I can't believe that God even allows them to stay alive on this planet. You know, we just people do this. They just you know think that somehow that's helping. You are not leading them. To fully forgive. You are not leading them to get rid of all bitterness. Don't go there. Don't give in to the negative grumbling and worse. In other words, stop feeding the bears in your life the food that they want. Which ultimately will be poisonous to them. Because it's not, it may make you feel better to have that, but you're poisoning them. I'm not listening. And, and for you to say, I'm, you know, initially I heard you when you're going through it and I tried to help you as, as you're to say you about needing to forgive, but I am not going to listen to this rerun again. You need to be talking to God about this. We need to challenge one another in the love of Christ to obey the word of God as it's being presented, as he has said it. We need to let go of all bitter thinking. Not just to stop thinking those bitter thoughts, but to start thinking better thoughts as Christ Jesus transforms our thinking. Here it is in Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, in all of this, hopefully you're getting that getting rid of the bitter root is more than just saying, oh, okay, I forgive him. You got to dig up. It takes something. And it means not just don't think bad, but to think the good. He makes it very clear. It's right here. Those are not my words. Is what you're thinking about what happened to you. And, and, and we say, well, it was right. Yeah, what I'm thinking is right. But if they think differently, or even other people in your life are saying it not exactly that way. Is what you're thinking about that person pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it what Christ would think? Somebody was like, well, how, how, how can I stop thinking about it? I mean, like, 
I can't forget it. I can't erase it. But we can record over it. Full forgiveness is like a rewritable life disk. The point is how and what we choose to remember. Yes, it may be that that thing that happened is not something that you're just going to erase out of your mind, although God can help with that. But when we remember it, we remember it through the lens colored by the blood of Jesus. We remember it with forgiveness in our heart and our mind. Remember it happening without any of the emotions that we had. Because all that has been dug up and it's done. We have fully forgiven. The problem in the church today is everybody knows about forgiveness, but nobody finishes it. Nobody fully forgives. I I know that's a broad statement to say nobody. I'm sure there are people that do. But the sense is we just don't follow through. And part of this is right here, how we choose to remember. We need to understand that we choose what videos we're going to watch again and again, what tracks we're going to listen to, and we need to make a different choice we need to change. And if it's not just thinking some, about something else, because sometimes you just need to change your think. You know, I've I got I to stop thinking about this. I don't know if you're, you're like it where there's something you start thinking about and you just keeps going and you're just thinking about it and, just, and you've got something else you've got to do, but then it's like still right here and you just keeps going and going and going. And you've got to stop that, but you can't just stop. You have to start something. This is what this is. What can you start that's good, lovely, admirable? And it may be something totally unrelated, but eventually get to the point that even with this, there's good, there's lovely, there's something that God can do. All right, the third final point. We need to let God have all the bitter root. We need to let God have all the bitter root. To fully forgive is to be done with it from this point on. To let God have control of it, all of it. Surrender everything. To get rid of, as the, the verse says here, to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. We just talked about to get rid of, as well, brawling and slander with every form of malice. The reality is we do not sometimes want to be done with whatever it is that happened and what went on. We don't want to let it go. We don't want to let them off the hook. It is our right, not just to have rage and anger, but it's our right to get back at them. Some brawling and slander. I mean, maybe we're not literally going to pick a fight with them. But we want to say it. We think it's our right. We have got to let go and let God have that. Bitter people are judgmental because they're looking for judgment to come down. More accurately, they're looking for revenge. Those who are bitter, those who are bitter, often talk about what is fair and what is unfair and the need for justice. Although they don't want to have that conversation with God about the need for justice, because if God going to be justice to one, He should be justice to all. Well, that's not going to go well. But the thing is that 
that justice that they're looking for, no matter what is done, will never be enough because of the bitter root that's down there. The bitter root that's grown and, and connected that wants to be fed. We, we think we, we have justification for our desire for justice. But where's the full forgiveness? Okay, somebody says, I will give them grace as soon as they admit what they did was wrong. As soon as they correct what they did. As soon as they make it right, I will give them forgiveness. But full forgiveness has nothing to do with what the other person says or does. Did Jesus offer forgiveness, wait to go to the cross until people admitted that they were wrong and that there was a problem? It says in Romans, while we were yet enemies, while we were yet sinners, enemies and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hebrews 12.15, talking about that verse where we had, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and then we get a bitter root. The word there for grace is charis. It's a word for gift. That's how we act. That's how we're to react. It's not about whether they've earned it. It's not about whether they deserve it. It's a gift. We give. Just like God has given us that gift. The truth is, some people could say all the what seems like the right words that you want to hear, and it still will not bring full forgiveness for them. Instead, what will happen, and you think that's really what you want, and then you hear it, and 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 then you're thinking, well, that's a start. But that's not a, not enough. Or I'm not sure if that if they were really serious or sincere when they told me that. In fact, even when someone who wronged you dies, for many people, death is not enough. They died. That, that, that's not good enough. Their death doesn't take away the bitterness or unforgiveness. We need to let them off the hook or more specifically we need to let them off of our hook and let them deal with God's hook because if they did just die and they know Christ they've received his forgiveness and they go to heaven they've received his forgiveness already whatever you're doing is really not helping anything if they died do not know Christ not seek forgiveness in Him. They're in hell. How much more punishment do they need? Do you need to hang on to wanting to punish them? Leviticus 19.18 says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. We need to let go. We need to deal with it in a sense that let God deal with it. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Are you willing to trust God on His word right there? Are you willing to trust God who says, 
Leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Or are we wanting to still hold on? The only way you're going to get rid of those roots is to give it all to Him that He repays. And then, recognizing the, that last part of Ephesians chapter 4 here, uh, or last part that we haven't talked, to be kind and compassionate to one another. That's in the context of no bitter root. Be kind and compassionate. So it's not just that you don't wish curses upon them or wish that they would just... Uh, I mean, people wish people would be in accidents and all kinds of things and bad things would happen. It's not that we're not wishing bad on them, but now if we're going to be kind and compassionate, that means we're going to wish good on them. Not just wish, we're going to pray good. We're going to ask God to bless them. And some people are like, What? Do you want to get rid of the root? Do you? Be kind and compassionate to them. Pray God's blessing upon them to pray. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 and on. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Do you hear that? And there are other places that he talks about how we should pray for those, not just those who persecute, those who have wronged us, those who have spitefully abused us, all those kind of things. He says, pray for them so that you might be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, What reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? Okay. So he says, okay. But I can't forgive them. And again, if I had a dollar for every time that was said, I would have it from so many people. So if you happen to have said that to me, you are among many. So we say, I can't. Let's go over this again. We looked at Romans chapter 12. It says uh, about let no bitter root grow among you, right? We're, we're not supposed to do this. We've, we've got the commands of Jesus to forgive. Like in Matthew chapter 6 in the Lord's Prayer, he talks about, but if you do not forgive others, they're their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So it's clear we're not to have a bitter root. It's clear we're to be forgiving uh, of others. And there's so many other scriptures that just make, there's no doubt. But countless Christians say, I can't forgive. You just don't understand how hard, how serious, how great what has happened. I can't forgive. And yet if God says we are to, then it is possible. God doesn't put us in those kind of situations. In fact, there's another uh, verse or phrase I would like to say. If you say, okay, but I can't, here's this next one. Okay, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things. How many times is the real reason that we cannot get rid of this bitter root is not because it's a stubborn root that's stuck 
in your life, but it is a stubborn attitude that you do not want to let go of. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So can't is not true. It's not correct. What is true is I won't forgive them. And won't is a contraction. I will not. I will. My will does not want to forgive them. My will needs to change. And I can change my will. That is one thing I know I can change, especially through Christ who strengthens me. And I can change that. I will not to I will. I can, through Christ, get rid of the root of bitterness, no matter how big it is, no matter how big it's gotten. Because the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, which includes any kind of bitter root. Oftentimes, we're like this guy trying to pull up the root of bitterness. And we tried, and we tried, and we just don't realize all of that. To recognize as much as we talk about some of these specific steps and things that we can do, ultimately, we need a hand from heaven above to grab a hold of them and pull them out. But it's you and God, because the forgiveness is your choice It is your will that needs to join with His strength to be able to do this because nothing is impossible. We need to choose to fully forgive, to dig up these roots. We need to choose to do this verse. I mean, we just hit it over and over today and before. Maybe to memorize this verse, to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ forgave you. You can do this. Uh, Worship team, come. We've heard it last week. Many of you lifted your hands. We want to give the opportunity this week. This is an area where you just want to lay it before the Lord whether it's to finish it here this morning or to begin it again this morning, as they lead us in this song, that you would come come forth, feel free to come forward, whether it's to the, uh, the front here, kneeling before God, or on the front chairs, however the Lord leads you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time right now. And there's a lot that deals with where we need to be, where we need to go, but most of it comes down to our choice to join you in what you want and your strength. So God, help us to finish forgiveness fully, to dig up all the bitter roots, not only so that we don't suffer, but so that those who we really do love and don't have a problem with don't end up getting the poison of our own bitterness. Work and move in us even now. Help us to be willing just to come before you and say, I want to, I want, I want to will this. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus.